Hello, queens, and welcome to this week's episode of the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we're redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host, Janelle Renee, and this week's episode is called Out With The Old, In With The New. And the reason why I felt just so strongly compelled to speak on this subject today is because of my own personal experience with um, just really releasing things. And I believe that a lot of us have our worth and our identity tied up in things, whether it be relationships, a position, a career, a status, you know, a accolade, you know, um, what credential, um, you know, whatever it is, whatever you seem to think gives you value, oftentimes we want to hold on to those things, even if they're becoming detrimental. And so today we're going to rediscover our worth by um, unpacking how do we truly um, release and let go of old things so we can embrace and, and be available for the new things that we really desire in our heart and those things that truly um, add value to us and bring um, more in alignment with who we are um, and, and our worth. And so today... I just want to kind of talk a little bit about my own personal testimony Um, because I would say about two years ago, about 2019, I really started feeling like God started telling me to let go of a lot of things. And at the time, it was really confusing. I didn't understand. I was already in a place where I felt like I was losing a lot because in 2018, I was in a very bad car accident and it was so bad that my car was totaled um, and then I immediately lost my ability to work. I lost my ability to function um, normally um, within my physical body. I couldn't walk really. Um, I lost the uh, functionality of my right leg. Um, I lost my car, lost my income, lost my ability to be independent. Um, So I lost a lot instantly in the blink of an eye. Uh, pulling out of my driveway on my way to work and boom got in a car accident and it altered my entire life and in an instant everything was different and it was very difficult to transition my mind um to my new normal right at that moment it just seemed like it was like a just surreal like it was some kind of nightmare like I, I need to wake up from this because this don't make no sense it's not a part of my plan so um from that moment immediately I lost some very some things that I really didn't realize at that time but that I really put my identity in and I really put my value in because as a woman and as a single mother of three sons I've always had to be the provider I always had to be the one to be the lead I always had to be the one to take care of everything I always had to be the one to make sure the house was in order right so I had that um I had to, you know, step into that role because I didn't have a husband. I didn't have a man, you know, um, in my life who was in the position to be the leader, you know, and to be the head. So I had to take on that role. And in that, I really prided myself on being a good mother. I prided myself on providing a a good life for my children. Um, Even if that mean I had to work two jobs, what I did often, or go to school and work, um, whatever I had to do to make sure that our life was um was good and that my children was able to enjoy um the things that they desire the things that they need and that we were able to be comfortable and so um i really had i didn't realize how much of my identity was entangled in my ability to lead um and it's so interesting to hear myself say it now because knowing biblically We know that the man, he's the leader, he's the head. But what do we do when we're in a situation we don't have that? Then we have to shift. We have to step out of our rightful place as women and as the helper and the help me. And we now um, adopt the position of leader. And a lot of us do that because of circumstance, not necessarily because we want to. I didn't want to, but I knew I at the time I had to because how else was we going to survive? How else were we going to, you know, live? How else was things going to get done? So I had oftentimes really created an idol out of my ability to be a provider. I'm going to say that again. I created an idol out of my ability to be a provider. And so I would just, if, if I sacrificed my time, if I had to sacrifice my sleep, if I had to sacrifice sometimes being at home with my kids, um, whatever it was, just to make sure we could, you know, 
keep up with you know with the trends and you know what was going on in in this in in culture you know what was the new hottest things what was the hottest pair of jays out what was what was the new um trend in fashion you know what was the new game system you know i made sure my kids had everything you know like I, and i'm and i like nice things you know i'm gonna just be honest you know i like nice things so i would make sure that i was able to keep myself up and keep my hair done every week or every two weeks or get my nails done and have nice clothes and shoes and all of that um and have you know a nice home you know have nice furniture and all those things um because you know i had learned that having these things or having you know a, a sense of um material stability um it equaled happiness so I, I made sure we did that and so when i got in that car accident I was working, you know, I was um, a financial uh, representative um, for this um, company. And so I was really happy in that position because it was it was a position that I knew I would thrive in because I was doing something I love to do. I knew that I would be successful and I knew that I could help a lot of people and I knew financially we would be OK. Um, so I was very uh, it, it just hit me so hard when immediately that was just taken away from me because I once I got in an accident I couldn't do anything so that was the first thing that I had to give up even though I didn't willingly give that up <laughs> it was it was almost like I was forced but then from that again I had to also give up my independence because I, I was a very independent woman you know I, I had to be because again I, I'm a mother I'm, I was a single mother single mother of uh, three sons and so I didn't really have time to depend on other people nor did I want to you know I'd rather get things done myself I'm a doer so I like to just handle my business I like to do things according to my own schedule and time frame I don't like to wait on people and I like to I like to do the things because I know they'll get done and they'll get done right. So I was very independent, which again is another form of pride. And, and it, it became an idol for me because I, I allowed myself to be so focused on my ability to not need someone else. And so if I didn't need other people, then that would inadvertently mean that I didn't necessarily need God. And so all of these things was taking place in a moment in a time of my life where, you know, I had a plan and life was supposed to be in alignment with my plan, but then life happened and my plan got altered. And next thing you know, I'm in a position where I lose everything. So all of these things, so my ability to provide, my ability to be independent, my ability to keep my house in order, my ability, you know, to, to function physically, you know, so now you're talking about, I used to be a hairstylist, you know, so I'm used to standing up on my feet, you know, eight hours, 10 hours, whatever the case may be. I'm used to ripping and running. I'm used to running errands. I'm used to being very active. So you go from being able to do all of those things to barely can walk and I'm, I'm talking about literally because my leg was so uh, affected that it was almost like a limp noodle I was dragging my leg I, I had to have assistance to walk there was times where I literally my leg gave out and I almost fell I, um, and the guy I was dating at the time he had to catch me and so I lost the ability to be able to function physically as well and this all happened at once and so I lose my independence, I lose my ability to provide, and I lose my ability to physically be able to function normally. So needless to say, that didn't go over well with me. I was very upset and very angry um, at everybody, to be honest, and it wasn't nobody's fault, but I was so upset because I felt like, you know, this wasn't fair and now I'm having to lean on people and depend on people and trust people you know to take care of my business and and to do all the things that I'm used to doing and that was so uncomfortable for me I was angry I was mad that I had to depend on the guy who I was in a relationship with which is someone that I loved I wanted to be with and we were almost married by the way but it's so funny how I was only I was comfortable in our relationship as long as I was able to maintain my position in leader as 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 a, as the leader and as in being independent 
which we'll touch on that um, later on in the episode. But I just want you guys to hear me because I know a lot of us women, we have this similar experience where we are by circumstance forced to be in a position uh, where we happen to be the leader of our home, where we're having to um, raise our children on our own. We're having to provide, we're having to guide, we're having to lead, we're having to cover, we're having to um, protect, right? We're having to do all these things that by nature, we're not really um, created to do in that magnitude because that's what the man is for but needless to say when you don't have the man you figure out how to comp you know how to compensate for that and so a lot of us by default um or we're taught that we're taught to be independent women we, we're taught to be leaders we're taught to be like in the role of men because we come from very independent um, mothers and women in our lives so needless to say in the relationship, I was happy as long as I was the one who was in control. As long as I was the one who was, quote unquote, wearing the pants, right? <laughs> and so that got taken from me because instantly I went from the one taking care of everything to I had to depend on him for everything. He had to do everything. He had to run all the errands. He had to take the kids to school, pick them up. He had to take me to my doctor's appointments. He had to sit with me at my doctor's appointments. I mean, he had to do everything. And and that was so difficult for me. I was so angry at him, at me for not being able to do it, at God for putting me in that position. And I just had no understanding, right? And so now I lost my ability to control and I lost my ability to be wearing the pants. So now here we go with so many things that I lost all at once that I didn't want to give up, but I had to because I was in a position where those things were taken from me. So that was 2018. So then after all that loss, 2019, here I start hearing God tell me to start getting rid of things start I'm already in a position where I'm not working still I end up having to just not be able to go back to work so I'm not working I don't have um you know income things you know changed in the situation with uh, me and the guy that I was with and so I was already in a place where you know we was kind of like um struggling you know if I'm honest we were struggling financially so when God started telling me to give things away and I'm talking about when he started he started telling me to do stuff like get rid of like furniture get rid of clothes um <laughs> uh and some of the stuff at first it was things that I really wasn't using and they weren't necessary and they were just taking up space and I want us to be mindful to stop here stop here for a moment ladies and let us just really just examine our life right now and what is it that we're holding on to in our life that serves no purpose but it's there and it's just taking up space because there was a lot of things in my physical environment that it served no purpose it was just there taking up space and so it was almost like it was cluttering my house so it kind of started with that so I didn't mind that because I'm like you know what I'm not using this stuff anyway this stuff probably need to go so let me get rid of it. So, okay, Lord, I'll do it. So I started throwing things away. So I was feeling good about it because it started making me feel like, okay, some of this clutter is being removed and it's making space. And, you know, now there's more room in the house, right? <laughs> but it didn't end there. Eventually, over time, it went from the things that we were not using to the things we were using. Um, I remember when I felt... The Holy Spirit unction me to get rid of our furniture. And at the time, the furniture wasn't in the best condition, but it was still usable and we didn't have no other furniture. So it was kind of confusing, but I did it because now I'm thinking, oh, wow, because I'm being obedient. God surely must be about to bless me with some new furniture, right? <laughs> so it went from the furniture to our new dining room table to my bedroom suit to clothes and shoes that I was wearing that I did like that I did need to the kids uh stuff to our TVs to everything so eventually we went from a house that you know had things in it to living in an empty house and 
there was one thing in particular that um, I struggled with that God asked me to give up and it was very hard. It was very hard because I put so much value in this particular thing. So uh, up until I started dating uh, my recent ex, I had never had any Pandora Jerry. And I know as women, we love our jewelry. We love nice things. And if you are a woman who own any type of Pandora jewelry, you know that it is the thing. It is beautiful. It is nice. And what's really unique about it is a lot of the charms and things, they have meanings. So I remember telling him before, like, oh, I really want a Pandora bracelet. Now, he didn't never really say anything when I said that. So, I mean, it was just in conversation. It wasn't like... I thought he was about to go get it or anything because he was just not in a position to be able to do that at that time. But, um, and I didn't really think he was listening, <laughs> if I'm honest. But to my surprise, he was. And uh, some months later, he surprised me with one of many gifts from Pandora. And because he knew that I really liked it, and he liked it, and he liked getting it for me, he started just surprising me all the time just for no reason no no occasion no you know celebration no holiday no birthday just because he would just you know come home with just bags from pandora to the point where i had a whole entire collection i had a full bracelet um the pandora rose because i like rose gold and he he really he started me to really liking rose gold because i didn't even know pandora sold rose gold he just happened to buy it and so I loved it and so I had a whole entire collection you know all of the stuff earrings rings necklaces you know the charm I mean everything it was beautiful and what made it even more beautiful a it came from him and and it was so sentimental to me that when he would get the charms he was intentional about what the meaning was so a lot of them were love of my life you know my soulmate my wife I love you you know um most of my charms had significance in his him professing his love for me which made it even more sentimental and made it even more valuable it had nothing to do with the dollar amount it had everything to do with his intention behind it and what he was saying through it and how he was going out of his way to do something that he knew I liked and to, and that made me happy. So I was I was so distraught when I believe God told me to get rid of it um, to the point where I struggled. I didn't do it at first, if I'm honest. I wasn't obedient. I didn't do it because I couldn't. I tried. I reasoned with God. I cried. I sat there and I cried. I'm like, because I'm thinking like, God, please, anything but this. Because I put so much value and I put so much of my worth in these material things. And I didn't realize that at the time. Because to me, I felt like this, this declaration of his love for me equal my value or how how much of my worth how worthy I was to him because he would go out of his way to do this you know he went out of his way he was intentional you know and so it was to me it made me feel like he loved me because I could see this physical um, representation through these things that he bought with the symbol of how much he loves me in it so it, it was almost like ripping away my heart the, at the thought of giving it up and so I struggled with God I wrestled with him about that because I was like no 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 Lord I can't do this you know and and so he was patient with me though he was really patient and I so it took me some months if I'm honest it took me months to, to build up the strength and the confidence to get rid of it and I remember I ended up putting it in the trash the very first time and I went back and got it because I had a I had a um a Pandora jewelry box and it zipped up so everything would be real protected in there. So I just put the whole jewelry box in there and it was just kind of sitting on the top of the trash. And so like after a few minutes it, it was just unbearable. I couldn't do it, so I went and got it. And so I ended up just putting it up. I didn't wear it anymore or anything like that, but I just put it away and I just wasn't ready. And so we have to know ourselves, you know, and, and God knows and God respects our honesty. And I just had to tell God, God, I'm not ready. 
I can't do this right now. I'm not ready. You know, maybe, you know, you can give me the strength to do it. But right now I don't have the strength. I'm not ready. And it, and it was just so sad because I knew that if I had to tell my ex that I threw that through those you know things away I knew it were hurting and so that was another reason why I, I just really didn't want to do it because I knew that for him because he would talk about it often how it made him happy it gave him a sense of fulfillment and joy to go out and to surprise me and to buy those things and to see the reaction and response on my face to see the gratitude to see the happiness you know on my face when he would give it to me that meant something to him and he will often say how much it was just his represent, you know, how he just was expressing his love for me. So it was so difficult, like, because I'm like, Lord, not only am I putting a lot of, you know, um, value into these things, the sentimental value, um, he is as well. And so it was just like, I can't give this up. I can't do this. And so eventually... Um, about three, two, three months later, I just, one day I felt the Lord nudge me again about it because he stopped for a while. Um, and then he nudged me again about it. And then that day I was able to do it and I just threw it away and I had peace and I didn't look back. Um, so I said all that to say, I remember in the, in the moment of losing those, everything that I lost and having to give up everything that my my thought about it was well lord you obviously are about to bless me <laughs> i said lord if you have me getting rid of everything now we're in an empty house we don't have nothing we ain't had televisions we ain't have furniture we ain't have no dining room table we sleeping on mattresses on the floor uh, we're eating on the floor or in a plastic lawn chair um like we didn't have nothing we went from something to nothing and I, and I just, I, at first, I was so, so confident, right? I, I was like, I'm cool with it because I know it's only going to probably be for a little bit because I, I, God must be about to bless me. He must be about to just pour in. You know, he must just want me to make room for him. And so the reason why this episode is called Out With The Old In With The New is because a lot of times our physical circumstances, our environment represent are that are internal so having a lot of a things that serve no purpose but are taking up space in in our physical life can also be a mirror into what is going on in our soul also holding on to a lot of things that we looking to give us value and, and give us our worth that really doesn't and then three holding on to old things sometimes we just want to hold on to old things because they bring us comfort they bring us security they're familiar we 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 look at them and they could be reliable and so we'll hold on to something old because we we think that this is as good as it's gonna get and we're afraid of the unknown or what's on the other side because that's where I was at I didn't want to necessarily give up all of those things I didn't want to let go. I didn't want to throw things away. I didn't, not even just um, my jewelry, but there was a lot of things, you know, I, I mean, if I could just name everything that I had to throw away and give up, I didn't want to do that because these were things that I valued. These were things that I liked. These were things that I wanted, but what God had to start showing me, they were not necessary. Mm, hear that again. They weren't necessary. And some of them were just outdated and old. So God had to start stripping things off of me and away from me physically because what was happening at the same time that he began to reveal to me that he was also stripping things and getting rid of things out of me internally, things that I didn't need, old mindsets, old way of thinking, old behaviors, old offenses, old bitterness, old anger, right? Old bad habits. There were so many things that were in me that I had no idea was there because I had held on to them for so long or they I've gotten so comfortable with them being there or I've allowed them to take up space so long that I had not realized that they weren't serving no purpose. So I want to challenge us today. 
to, to really examine our lives and look and see, yes, physically, what is in our lives? What do we may have too much of that we may need to get rid of? What area of our homes or what area of our closet or whatever area of your desk at, you know, at in your office or at your workplace or, you know, what area in your car? Come on now. We sometimes we allow our car to get piled up with all kind of stuff that really don't serve no purpose. And it's just taking up space or it's just clutter or even in our, you know, just in our physical homes, you know, like what is really there that that is just not necessary. It's not serving a purpose or the season is up. Sometimes there are just an ending to a season. Something served a purpose in an old season, but now you need to get rid of it so you can prepare for your new season. And so many times our, our worth and our identity is tied into things that are either insignificant they serve no purpose or they they were from an old season it might have been a part of your your destiny for you to hold on to a certain thing for you to have a certain mindset sometimes you know we just have to get through we have to survive we have to make it especially when we're going through a hard season but when we are walking into the new you can't bring the old things with you so you have to get get rid of the things that are no longer um fruitful no longer productive they're not they're not adding value to you and and you have to understand that material possessions positions relationships uh, finances anything you know outside of what God says about you and who you are as who he created you to be none of that brings add value to you and none of that is a, a, a measurement of who you are and your worth. Those are things. And that's what, what, what God had to really show me that I was putting so much value and so much of my identity in things, you know, marriage, you know, I wanted to be married so, so bad, you know, me and him, we had got a marriage license and we were really, um, getting married and I ended up calling off the wedding, but even, even a relationship or even marriage was something that I, I, I wanted and I, and I needed for me to fill a void, to give me a sense of identity, to, to really give me value. I really didn't want to be married because I really understood what being a wife was or, or I understood what a covenant was and what it really meant or what the biblical purpose of a covenant is. I didn't know any of that. I just knew that I wanted, I felt like a wife meant like me being a wife meant that I was valuable enough and I was worthy enough to be chosen. The same thing about being a girlfriend, you know, feeling like it makes me more valuable or worthy to say I've been chosen. I'm no longer, you know, available. I'm his boo, this bae, you know, and I was, I needed that for my identity. So God had to take everything away from me that I was looking to give me identity to where there was nothing else around me. I didn't have any material possessions. I didn't have a job. I didn't have a platform. I didn't have a position. Eventually he had me give up the relationship as if I hadn't given up enough. I'm like, really, Lord? I've given up everything. I'm living abased. I'm living in lack. I don't have any income. I don't, we over here struggling. And, and the only thing that was left that was familiar, that gave me some sense of comfort. The one thing that I had left, you want me to give that up too? He said, yes, my relationship, because I use my relationship as a form of identity, as a form of my worth. I felt that I was something or I felt like I felt like I was um, that that I had meaning because I was in a relationship because I had to, you know, I had to be a, a woman or really I was in a position of a wife, even though I wasn't really his wife. I was filling that role, doing all the things that a wife does because it gave me value. It wasn't about me really being a wife. It was about me being valued, me being valuable, me feeling like, cause he needed me because I didn't realize that my identity was tied up in my ability to be needed. As long as I was needed, I felt valued. I felt worthy. And so God took everything from me and he had asked me to release and let go of things that were not necessary and did not really speak to who I am or my worth or my value or my identity. But I had believed in my mind it did. And so it was so difficult to release and let those things go because now I'm lost. 
<laughs> now that I don't have the things that gave me identity, now that I don't have the things that gave me value and worth, who am I? So then I had to sit with myself, by myself, and say, at 38 years old, I don't know who I am. <laughs> that that was an eye opener. That was I had an epiphany because I didn't realize all the stuff that I had in my life were hiding the fact that I was still lost. And so it was like I had to let go of all these old things. I had to let go of my old belief system. I had to let that go. I had to let go of everything that I thought about myself. I had to let that go. I had to let go of everything that I looked to to be a form of my identity, who, which was really taking the place of God because my identity should flow from him. I shouldn't need these things to give me value because just like I experienced, what happens when those things are taken away like they were for me? You figure out that now you don't have no value. You don't know who you are. And this is why it's so important to be anchored in Jesus and to be anchored in the Lord and who he say you are. The only way to know who he says you are is to is to get to know him, get in relationship with him through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and begin to read the word of God. A lot of times we want to hear from God and we we want, you know, we want to hear the voice of God. But his word is his that's his voice. And he tells you who he says you are. But when you don't know that, it's so easy to get caught up in what society says gives you value, what your family says about you, what what your peers say, what you know all these outside circumstances that we allow to give us, you know, to, to shape and mold our identity and our value and our worth, really, they, they are empty. It's empty because if any of those things alter or falter, then now we're in an identity crisis. And I've been in an identity crisis, if I'm honest. I, I'm still really just getting to a place where I'm walking in who I know God says that I am and who I know I am and it does not have anything to do with anything outside of that it doesn't have anything to do with anything outside of me it doesn't have to do with my past or my circumstances or what I have or what I don't have it just has to do with God says that I am fearfully and wonderfully made God says that I'm the head and not the tail. God says I'm above and not beneath. God says I'm blessed in the city, blessed in the field. God says that I am the apple of his eye. God says I'm his a royal priesthood, his holy nation. God said that I am beautiful. You know, that that he, he loves me with an endless, relentless love. That it, I am very good because when he created mankind, he said it is very good. You know, all of these things and even more, you know, that God says about you in his word. You're beautiful, sis. Beauty has nothing to do with your outer appearance. From God, beauty comes from within. In 1 Peter 3, it says that your the beauty to God is a woman who is meek and quiet spirited and humble. It is your inner character, your attribute, your attributes and your virtue, which makes you beautiful to God. And see, society makes us think that we have to have the long hair. We have to have the makeup, the lashes, you know, we have to have the nails, you know, we have to have, you know, the, the big butts and the breasts and these, you know, uh, manufactured bodies and all of these things to be beautiful. And it's like, no, sis, you were beautiful when God made you flaws and all, baby. You beautiful. You it. You everything. If nobody ever tells you, you know that. I'm telling you, you fine. You're valuable. You're one of a kind, unique and amazing. There is not another you on purpose. God made you and he said it is very good. And we have to learn that when God tells us to release something, to let something go, we have to be willing. We have to be able to trust him. No, I didn't know um, what was really happening. I didn't know what was on the other side of me releasing and letting all of these old things go. But today, on July 9th, 2021, I can say that 
I am a better woman. I am more secure. I am more confident. I am more uh, in alignment and I have embraced my identity. I have released a lot of these toxic um, behaviors and thought process and patterns and cycles and, and, and mindsets that I had no idea I was holding on to until I began to have everything stripped away. Because what ended up happening is when you don't have nothing to distract you, you have a whole lot of time to really have to look at yourself. And I spent over a year really sitting with myself and allowing God to examine my soul and what was in my heart. And I saw a lot of things that were there that I didn't like. And so what what he was doing um, outwardly, physically, by having me release all of those things physically, it was very connected and symbolic of what he was doing internally, spiritually. He began to heal me. He began to restore my soul. Like David says in Psalm 23, you know, he restores my soul. He he began to restore me. But I had to be willing to let things go and to receive the new, to receive my new identity in Christ Jesus, to receive my new worth and value in in who he created me to be, To, to even receive the new physical things he would begin to replace and bring into my life. You know, and a lot of times we say, Lord, we want you to, you know, um, change the circumstances or we we're praying and asking you for you to move in a certain area. We're asking you to fix this person, to fix this relationship, to, you know, to to touch my boss, you know, and and, and all of these things. But what God normally does when we begin to pray prayers like that, he start working on you. He start working on you and he start, he start removing, pulling back the layers of you. He start revealing the areas in your life that you need to work on. Those things, those things that you do that are unhealthy and ungodly that you need to let go. Those, those idols that you have created in your own life that you need to tear down. Cause I had created a whole lot of idols. I had an idol. My, my, uh, my, the guy I was dating was an idol relationships in general was an idol marriage was an idol me being able to provide was an idol me being able to lead was an idol me being able to um uh, just be independent was an idol just all of these things I had no idea I'm thinking I'm just doing what I have to do to to survive and to live I had no idea that I had was creating an idol and I was worshiping this thing because I was putting so much um effort and I was putting and it was so hard for me to walk away and let it go like I struggled I fought with it because it had it, it was it was an idol it was something that I had began to put all of all of my trust in. I put my trust in me and my ability to make things happen, my ability to make things work, my ability to take care of business, my ability to have things work out the way I want them to. I had God had to tear down those idols. But again, I had to meet him. Faith without works is dead. I had to meet him in the middle and say, Lord, here's what I'm willing to do. And was it easy? No, it was not easy. It was the most humbling, embarrassing uh, experience to live in a house that had nothing in it. That was empty. I was sleeping on an air mattress in my living room. My kids at one point were just sleeping on the floor on a pallet. I mean, we had no furniture. We had nothing. And so when people would come over and have to come in our house, I was so embarrassed. I was so full of shame. I felt, I felt so low. I was, I, I just knew people were talking about me. Um, multiple times people offered me, um, furniture and offered to help me, um, because they were just like, what's going on? Are you okay? People were judging me. They didn't know if I had just like lost it. If I had, you know, just fell off the wagon. I don't know what they were thinking about me. But I had to stay true to what God called me to do. And I knew in my heart that it was God who had called me to live, to live, you know, like that in that season. And so I had to turn those things down, which was even difficult because I needed that stuff. I needed that furniture. I needed that help. But again, that was another thing that I used to do. I used to always run to people and not God. 
so I had to learn to trust him even when it was difficult even when it was uncomfortable it was the most uncomfortable thing to to live in a house with nothing and I had no means to change it I had no money I had no income coming in the little child support I used to get for my son his dad stopped paying like so I went literally to nothing I had no car nothing and it almost, I mean, it, it crushed me as many a days I cried and cried and cried and cried and cried and cried. Cried. It's so many days that I broke up with God. I told him I couldn't do this. I wasn't doing it. It wasn't fair. You know, I didn't want to be with him in this relationship no more. This, you know, how is he allowing this to happen to me? Why do my kids got to suffer? Why are we suffering? I'm doing everything I know to do for him. And why is everything just like not working out for me? Why am I still, you know, being tormented and afflicted and suffering? Everybody around me getting blessed. People getting, um, people buying new homes. People getting new positions. People relocating people getting jobs people just getting all these blessings and but I'm continuing to you know be in lack and I'm continue you know continuing to be decreased while I'm watching everybody else around me increase and I'm being faithful not perfect not perfect but faithful is the best I can and you mean to tell me I got to continue to live like this it was hard many a days I, I all I could do was cry to the point of my son like mommy why are you sad why are you crying and I didn't have words I didn't have words I didn't understand it didn't make no sense but I continued to remain not on my own because God continued to be my strength and my weakness because I wouldn't have been able to make it I wasn't going to be able to make it. It was many days I wanted to give up on everything, even life. Like, it was that bad. I was in a dark place. I'm not on here trying to make it seem like it was easy because it's not. It's not easy. But you can do all things through Christ who strengthens me as I can. It's not me. But it's worth it. Because here I am today with a praise report that this past week we have been filling up our home full of beautiful good furniture the things that we need the things that we didn't have and the things that we want and it's 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 an amazing feeling and it's not about things because I don't ever want to make nobody feel like being in a relationship with God and being a Christian is about what you can get because beyond the things God did so much in me internally. This is how this podcast is even in existence. I wouldn't have even been able to do it. I wouldn't have had the confidence. I wouldn't have had the boldness. I, I couldn't have done it had I not went through that process of the stripping and, and, and the letting go of the old so I can embrace the new, the new me. I'm a new, I'm a new woman because of this experience that I've gone through and because I, I, I made room because I got rid of those things that I didn't no longer need. Those things that weren't, wasn't beneficial and serving any purpose for me. Those things that were just taking up space. Those things that I, that, that had, had expired and they had, you know, um, wasn't, they were no longer, um, effective or necessary you know I had to let those things go even when it hurted those things that 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 were interfering with me surrendering to God I had to let all of that go in order to, to, to discover who I really am and who God called me to be so I could really redefine my worth not based on these uh, circumstances and situations but based on who God created me to be the woman of God, God created and predestined and ordained me to be from the beginning. That is the foundation. Jesus is the foundation. God so loved the world he gave. Because of his love, he gave his only begotten son that who shall ever believe in him shall have life everlasting. God loves you. He loves me. But sometimes we don't, we can't hear and we can't, we can't receive God's love because we have too many things in the way we have too many things taking up space and that are preventing us from receiving the love of God so he can begin to pour into us who we are so we don't need these things that are subject to change nothing is permanent in this earth 
everything is subject to change everything is subject to to be taken away to be can be lost can be destroyed whatever the case can may be the only thing that remains is your salvation the only thing that remains is jesus you know you have to build your your house on the rock you have to build your identity on the rock you have to build your worth on the rock so no matter what happens you know who you are you know that you know that you know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made you know that you know that you know that you're the head and not the tail that you're above and not beneath that you're the lender and never the borrower that you are blessed that you are blessed and highly favored that you know that you know that your circumstance does not predicate who you are. And maybe you won't have to go through an extreme circumstance like I did. And I pray that you don't. But whatever your process is, surrender to it. In order for us to redefine our identity, we have to be, be able to really remove anything that may be hindering us or giving us a false sense of security. We need to be able to make room for God to pour in. He cannot fill a cup that's already full. If you already full of things that you have already placed your identity and your worth in, how can you expect God to fill you up? There, I'm sure, just like in me, there may be some things that you don't even realize that are in you that are preventing you from really um, evolving and really embodying who God called you to be. And those things need to be removed so now he can pour into you his truth and that you can be set free. Come on now. Because the worst thing is for a person to be bound who don't know they're bound. A lot of us are walking around bound and don't know we're bound. Like I know there's a quote and I may not quote it exactly um, from Harriet Tubman where she said, I could have freed even more had they known they were slaves. Sometimes we don't know we're slaves to our, our own ideas or we're slaves to our own beliefs or we're slaves to, to other people's words or other people's labels or other people's expectations or our own expectations or we're slaves to these, all of these, these systems and all of these, these cycles and beliefs, you know, and, and mindsets that we have adopted that truly are, are, are futility and they are empty because they don't hold any weight. And this is why the moment some one of those things change, we fall apart. We're lost. And so I'm here today to say, come partner with me and redefine your worth. But first, you have to be willing to let go out with the old, out with the old way of doing, the old way of thinking. I don't care if your mama, your grandmama, your great grandmama was an independent woman, was a strong woman. There's nothing wrong with being strong, but there's it's, it's about doing all things in decent and in order. Just because we come from cycles and patterns of certain behaviors and mindsets, don't make them right. Just because, you know, you see what appears to look like it worked for other people, that don't make it right. You have to get to the place where you discover who you are for yourself beyond what anybody else say. So when somebody else and they try to come cast their opinion on you, you don't receive it because you already know who you are. You are already secure. You are already confident. You are already steadfast in the in in, in the knowledge of who you are and your worth and you won't settle see because I was going to settle if I would have took the things that people was going to give me and there's no shade because I'm, I'm a fan of thrifting and, and secondhand and all that stuff but a lot of that stuff was was other people's things you know and and again you know I give things away too but what I would have done is had I settled and took in those things, then I may not have been able to receive all of the new things God had for me. The new things that I was going to that I was going to be able to pick out, the new things that I like, the new things according to my style, my personality, the new things that I could design. Because I would have been taking somebody else's old. 
So this is why it's so important to identify and know your own purpose and your own journey because I could have let other people's opinions interfere with what I knew God was doing in my life because they were offering me or because they wanted me to, to help me and because, you know, they wanted to look out for me and they wanted me to have these things that they felt like I needed, which yes, I needed it, but in the moment, I didn't need it like that. What, what I really needed was to allow God to continue to purge and purify me from all of these things. And, and for me to begin to release things that I didn't need and for me to be able to make room so when God got ready to fill me up, I would be available. And so I'm here today as a witness to say it didn't happen when I thought it was going to happen. It didn't happen in my time frame and it didn't happen how I thought it was going to happen. But God's way was better because we have a beautiful home so much so that we're living in the same house. And it looks like a totally different house. And everything we have is new. Everything we have is what we wanted. It's, it's, it's above. Like the word says that God will do exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ask or think. He did above. But I had to be willing to stay the course. And I couldn't get distracted. And I couldn't allow other people's opinions. them mocking me, laughing at me, talking about me. Because it happened. Thinking I'm on drugs, thinking I've, you know, lost my mind, whatever the case may be, because they don't understand because it's not for them to understand. And it don't matter if they understand what matters is me going on my journey and me being healed and me being made whole and me being obedient to what God called me to do and called me to be so that I can hear well done, thy good and faithful servant. That's what matters. And that's the place we need to get. So I'm here to take today to say on this episode sis out with the old so you can embrace the new and whatever that new is for you whatever that thing new thing is for you God says forget the things of old in Isaiah 43 and 19 he said forget the things of the old for behold I do a new thing but see you can't miss the first part forget the things of old get rid of that old stuff Get rid of that old mindset. Get rid of that old attitude. Get rid of that old bitterness. Get rid of that old forgiveness. Get rid of that 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 old process. Get rid of that old belief system. Get rid of those old labels. Get rid of that old stuff in your house. So, give it to somebody. Be a blessing. Throw it away. Whatever. Get rid of the old so you can embrace the new. here definitely is weighty but I pray above all else that it's a blessing that you can receive something that it resonated with you that it confirmed something for you that it blessed you in some type of way um, I just appreciate all of you for tuning in to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we redefine it a woman's worth. Um, please like, share, subscribe. Um, if you want to reach out to me um, for a prayer request, or if you have any questions, or you just need someone to talk to, you can email me at purityafterpromiscuity at gmail.com. I'll be glad to hear from you. Until we meet again, just remember, your past does not define you, it develops you, and you are worthy.